Yo, episode 12. We made it. We made it. Uh, Colin is doing a hand gesture to look like the number 12. It looks very gangster. What, what? My lighting makes me look hella white, though, so no bueno for the gangsters. Uh, yeah, mass pasty. Mass pasty. <laughs> I was insulting in multiple languages. That's awesome. Uh, I I don't look any better, so, you know. I didn't, uh, I, I wasn't insulted. Like. I'm just saying it, it was insulting. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I successfully insulted you is what you're saying. Which, you know, just directly proves our point from the last episode which is okay. that white men can be insulted oh, <laughs> so oh, oh, oh. turns out moss Damn. pasty is the line in the sand do not cross it <laughs> yeah <coughs> oh, it. so Love funny it. so funny well look at us it's oh, thursday yeah. we did an episode on monday we are just heroes at just this whole podcast flying thing. by i absolutely love it I was thinking about it today. I was like, because we tend to say at the beginning of every episode, which episode it is. And I thought to myself, are we still going to do this on episode like 100, 500, 1000, you know? We could, but I'll run out of fingers to do my gangster signs. Oh, okay. We'll have to get you like a whiteboard or something. Yeah. Yeah. We'll work on it. The director's clacker kind of thing. (laughs) Yes. Perfect. Perfect. So, how's the week been? Pretty good. I got, like, nothing really crazy. I, I suppose as we get chatting, maybe some fun things will, will come to mind. Um, I failed to mention that it's uh, my father-in-law's birthday yes. this week. It's actually today. Fact. Did I mention that? Uh, no, I but Jordan that. told me. You mentioned it last week, and that's why you went to their oh. place. Yes, uh, yes, on the yes. weekend yeah. but yeah and jordan yeah. jordan sent a text a today he's a uh, 60 years old the big 60 yeah yeah and i sent him <laughs> i'm just like airing out his texts they're very wayne oh yes so i just wanted to share this because uh his sentiment to me is exactly how i feel towards him uh so it's kind of ironic. Anyways, I, I wrote to him, happy 60th. Thank you for all that you do for us and the love and support you always share. Love you. Happy birthday. And I put a little party emoji with the birthday hat. That's cute. <laughs> Anyways, he said, thanks so much. It means a lot coming from you. And I was like, no, I think that's the other way around, though, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're the person who's like the most intimidating in this scenario. So I actually sent but him. I feel like. He's like humble, also. So he is, he's like, yeah. he's like, oh, like, I don't know. It means a lot, you know. And I'm like, yeah, for him. Realize that's like super expressive for him. Yes, yeah. Like Doctor like Phil would start a slow clap if he heard that. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, Wayne and I Anyways, had an so. equally moving text conversation this morning. <laughs> I wrote, "Happy birthday," with three Period. exclamation points. Oh, three? Mm-hmm. That's extra exclamation. Yeah. And his response, thanks, Colonel. And that was it. That was, but you that's know, what he calls you. Yeah, he calls yeah. me Colonel. He used to call me Captain until I got promoted to Captain, and now he calls me Colonel. So I think he sets the yardstick that I chase, which is good. It keeps me honest. 
So <laughs> I can't fail in his eyes. So I must get promoted to colonel now. For sure, because, hmm. I mean, you'll really let him down if he can't and see you achieve that goal. like, seventh on the list of people I don't want to let down. Oh. Yeah. You have like a, a soft seven, I think. Uh, well, yeah, I hold, a, okay. I hold a lot of people in high regard, and he's yes. one of them. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%, 100%, as Bert Kreischer would yeah. say. 100%. He all, 100%. <laughs> Jordan he, and I practice saying he, that. He, like, he also says, uh, let me see if I can get this right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm trying not to laugh. It's that. It's so true. Yeah, his laugh is obnoxious. I don't mind him as a comedian, but a lot of people are, are put off by. They think it's just a show that he's uh, that he's he behaves that way. I'm like, I think he's just being yeah. himself. I think that's how he's, he laughs. I think that's how he laughs too. Um, but I think he does. Like, if you listen to his podcast with uh, Tom, yeah, Tom Segura, two bears, one cave, yeah he's his brain goes like a mile a minute it's like bump, 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 idea after idea after idea like he's just he's non-stop with with everything and i'm like i thought my brain was over the top when it came to shit like that but no his worse, he's eh? like add heart i think they call it aadhd so adult attention deficit hyperactivity disorder that's uh that sounds like daunting almost terrifying but like like super challenging to confront be like you have you're a full-grown adult and yeah. you literally live by the stream of consciousness seat of your pants yeah and in, in a recent podcast he was saying how he attributes all his success to luck he's like i'm the luckiest guy alive he's like None of this was from hard work. He's like, yeah, I, he's like, I, I work hard. He's like, I'm not going to say I don't. He's like, but my success is not attributed to that hard work oh. that I've put in. That's either he's like, it was luck. False modesty or extreme naivete, 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 naiveness. Um, Someone help me yes? out in the audience. Naive, naivete. Help. We need a native. Na yeah, we do. We see someone listening while we talk to correct us. Um, yeah. But I know this is just topical because I was reading a quote. I think it was by Ben Franklin. He says, I'm, I'm a very lucky man. The harder I work, the more I seem to have. Hmm. I was like, that's to me makes perfect sense. Like you create your circumstances. You create everything yeah. that happens around. Obviously, certain things happen and you can't control, but... I mean, mm -hmm. Bert Kreischer obviously didn't get to where he is by kind of schlepping it. You know, he's put in his dues. He's yeah. Made he's some not strides. doing nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Of course he's worked um, hard. But uh, it kind of got me thinking uh, along the path of um, what we've talked about this before like the the constant push to be like oh i work so hard i'm working so hard i'm so busy i'm busy working i'm working you know i can't can't do anything i'm so busy and it's like how do we distinguish i feel like you've said this better than i have but like 
being busy doesn't equate success. Like yeah. it doesn't equate a, necessarily a positive because um, you could be busy doing nothing, yeah. Yeah. essentially. Being busy um, doesn't mean you're productive. Right, yeah. And like the, I feel like him trying to um, distinguish his working hard from luck sounded very similar to that sort of comparison where he's like, something's just happened. And then he's like, I got a TV show or whatever it was, right? Yeah. Like, But I think people... I don't know. It's interesting way to look at it, especially in retrospect, because he's kind of like looking back on... He said his first big uh, uh, opportunity was the Rolling Stone published this article about how he was uh, the uh, America's party animal or something like that. Because <laughs> he was like a six-year university student. Classic and Van like, Wilder. Yeah, like not with no intention of like going anywhere with it. He was just like living the, the collegiate life. Um, yeah, I just, I found it interesting. I guess I've never really heard him talk about uh, that, the beginnings, we'll mm. say, of of his career and like his reflections on it anyway i think it's an interesting point of view though because not not knowing any of the context of this discussion that burke kreischer had but you know he says yeah. i lucked into a lot of things these things happened for me i just got a tv show and mm -hmm. i i still think you know everyone always says 50 hindsight is 2020 looking back you can see things clearly um, but i also right. think retrospection can be very myopic no one wants to admit that uh, they don't see one thing that led to one thing. So Burt Kreischer didn't do any one thing that led to a TV show, but he's got a long resume behind that TV show. So people know mm -hmm. he's building up the experience, he's building up the professional acumen, the knowledge, the competency, talking to the right people, getting noticed, not bombing all the time, like getting better and more yeah. consistent. Yeah. And all of that yeah. led to luck, which is not mm. luck. It's him at the... It's, I actually... Uh, a guy I used to work with, he's a colonel now. Um, mm -hmm. He said, luck is when opportunity meets preparedness. Okay. So yeah. the opportunity for a show that's fair. was there. And through that whole you know resume behind him, he was prepared yeah. to do a show. So yeah. I think that's... Yeah. I just... I, I, I don't... And I mean, this has nothing to do with Burt Kreischer anymore. And more to do with people um, acknowledging their own accomplishments. We're very... Okay. difficult it, it, it takes a lot for people to acknowledge how much they know how much they've grown how far they've come in any like you could take any period of time and just like you know when i was 20 this is what i knew and now i'm 30 and this is what i know and this is what i can do these are the skills i've developed mm -hmm. like it's uh it's just way too easy to cast these things aside and, and not give yourself any accolades but people should be far more proud of the things that they've accomplished than, than they actually are. What I think happens, I agree with you, but I, I think what I, what I think happens is people learn more and realize, whoa, I really didn't know that much back then. Then they're like, what, how much more do I not know? And then they kind of, as they grow, develop this sense of, I know very little in the grand scheme of things. What I do know, you know, I, I have whatever knowledge about, whatever level of knowledge. Um, 
but then realizing like oh maybe I'm not <laughs> maybe I'm not a know-it-all because you go from like thinking back I feel like most kids when they're teenagers they're oh, yeah. like I know everything yeah. and then you get to your 20s and you're like oh I didn't know that and then there's <clears> kind of like this period of time where uh, life becomes like a trivia game where you like attain knowledge from all these different interests that you have um and then i think that's when sort of the floodgates open and you're like whoa i don't know very much at all i didn't learn that like out of all the years in school like i i only have this amount of knowledge and then anyways i i feel like your perspective changes it's like and you yeah. realize that the opportunity for knowledge is limitless yeah 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 and i think maybe that's when you get humbled and and you're like oh i i only know this so you don't want to like say you know everything yeah you probably don't yeah i don't know well there's like that's my take for for most of our lives we we believe in two categories of information it's the things the things you know and the things you know you don't know and then after a while, mm-hmm. you realize there's secret door number C. It's the things yeah. you, you don't know that you don't know. And that's like 99% yeah. of the information. And that's what humbles you. You're like, oh, my God. I am so beyond the beyond. unbelievably dumb. It's not even funny. Yeah. Just just <clears throat> not um, just not in the know. <laughs> this is a need-to-know basis. And I do not need to know about <laughs> most of these. Yeah. Most of these things. Um, so question about that. Mm-hmm. If you could go back in time and know the things that you know now and bypass that whole bratty teenager living in blissful ignorance stage of your life, would you do that? Totally hypothetical. Yeah, hypothetically. Um, no. Because I, I think I enjoyed what I did know then like I kind of uh, I don't want to say I had blinders on but I focused on uh, like personal interests a lot so like computers doing html coding playing with photoshop that hacker lifestyle uh, no oh god no 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 <laughs> I, I can I did know back then that I knew nothing about that uh, I knew how to make a website she's just saying and... that so the cops don't get into her into her <laughs> internet history yeah i mean all this crazy stuff going on um but yeah and and i like i went to concerts and um like made my own clothes and just things like that that i kind of needed to be a little bit naive to enjoy so, like, if I cared too much about what, say, people thought of me, I might not have made my own clothing in high school. Um, I don't know. There was, like, a part of being, like, blissfully young and ignorant that I think was a big factor in the stuff that I was into. And I can look back and see that there was a, a lot of dysfunction, uh, <laughs> but I feel like I made the most of it. Like, I found my own interests and, and kind of just niched into that. So That's an interesting perspective. I don't think I would change it. Because uh, I, I look back kind of fondly 
on a lot of those times. I think I would have made the same judgment. I would have said no. Um, okay. I, I just appreciate your perspective. In what regards? Yeah, because I was thinking, <clears throat> from your point of view, it almost sounded like if you knew now, if you knew then what you know now, you might not care mm-hmm. about what other people think growing up. It's an awfully, uh, there's a lot of pressure on teenagers and stuff. Um, so that, yeah, that might have yeah. helped with confidence and in self-image and that kind of stuff. But you obviously didn't seem to worry about that if you were making your own clothes and shit. But uh, I, it's funny because I was extremely um, low confidence, okay, uh, and, and very doubtful, but not to like. I feel like now I know what the world is, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. Like not, not exactly. Obviously, like I don't know the inner workings of everything. Uh, but I feel like the world is such a bigger place now. So if I had had, I don't know, I guess it could have gone both ways. I guess it's how you look at it. I could have looked at it and, and thought the world is so big and, um, my, you know, my time and experience as a teenager is like very short, so I should enjoy it more. Like I could have. Maybe I'd go back and do that. Yeah, like the the things that you agonized over. Yeah. When you were younger, you'd be able to realize aren't worth agonizing over. Yeah. 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 But then I was wondering Especially too. Boys. Ugh. Boys are the, the worst. The worst. <laughs> Absolutely. I yeah. I had these like obsessive crushes on people, um, so I would probably go back and just erase that and just be like blissfully enjoying everything else (laughs) boys are dumb did you have any uh like uh, teen pop magazine crushes like like boy band guys or anything Uh, like that not boy bands uh like punk rock bands like uh derek from some 41 oh i said boy bands oh does that count (laughs) (laughs) you you like derek from some 41 man some 41 was like my first first punk rock band that i loved Oh dang! Yeah. And like obviously Travis Barker from Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, he is like, still a babe to this day. Like silently sexy. Yeah. He just like yeah. is so. He gives the uh, illusion because I don't know if he is or not, but that he's su- yeah. supremely comfortable with who he is and his place in the world, and that's something yeah. to to attain. His aura. Yeah. Plus, he's like. Yeah. I think I'd have an aura if I was that good at any one thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I am not even a fraction of a that god at, at the drums. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like even basic I mean, skills, I can't do that well. Mm-hmm. I can't even fucking handwrite that well. You know what I mean? Like my handwriting yeah, is like, chicken scratch. Nobody uses that anymore, anyway. So, uh, even printing, you call, whatever you want. I can't. I can't type that well. Oh, okay. You know well, I mean? that's more of an issue, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I got big issues. I got so much stuff I'm dealing with right now. I can't type. Cursive's gone to shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And meanwhile, Travis Barker's just slaying it. Slaying it yeah, on the drums. Still. It's to this day. Just, he almost died. I did. I remember that episode of uh, Joe Rogan where he explained that. Yeah. That was terrifying. Yeah. And and shockingly, it had nothing to do with Tom DeLong and his alien infatuation. Alien. I for sure alien thought they would have gotten a car accident from something to do with that. <laughs> he would have been like it was aliens yeah. uh yeah no um 
I will uh, turn the turntable. How the turntables have turned. Yeah. Um, would you go back with the knowledge you have today? Would you change anything? I think, so short answer is no. But I wonder okay. if I had the knowledge that I had today, would I have used it better? Because you, you know things, but knowing mm -hmm. information and having wisdom are two different things. Yes. Yeah. So, like, would I have done better yeah, in school? Yeah, if your maturity uh, level would have matched yeah. the, yeah. And I wondered if, so one of the things that's nice about, let's just say high school, is, you know, you think you've got problems, but you don't have the actual pressures of the real world on you yet. You mm -hmm. have kids or mm -hmm. real relationships or bills to pay, finances to worry about, jobs, the meaning of life, all this shit that just slowly yeah. coalesces into a midlife crisis and then a, another emotional collapse. But uh, I wonder if having that, you, you talk about the humility of understanding what you don't know and what you don't know, you don't know. And it kind of mm -hmm. eases things into it, but you've been through all the obstacles of, um, yeah. you had to come to an, a realization but you can't come to that realization without having struggled a little bit um maybe agreed embarrass yourself a few times or been put in, put in your place a time or two um in order to realize that you don't have all the answers um it kind of like molds and shapes you right yeah and that's to me the yeah. the the longer answer as to why my answer is no is because uh I, i'm just one of those guys that believes you know i am who i am because the road that brought me here and uh, I like who I am, mostly. Mm -hmm. And I, I wouldn't change too much about the past because it might change who I am now, which is is probably a scary alternative. And <clears throat> It's like a strange butterfly effect, right? Mm, yeah. yeah. And if there's any way I could get better or I could have been better now, if I had to change the past, I'll just work on that starting now and, and be better in the future instead of, you know what right. I mean? So you attribute who you are now based on the experience that led you here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, nice. the yeah, good and the bad, fair. for sure. Yeah. You, you have to you have to hurt to learn sometimes, you know. Agreed. Yeah, it shapes you and affects you in ways that like you can't really maybe quantify or. It's like the um, really pinpoint. Yeah. The like the going back to high school, the old analogies. There's always those kids that never failed at anything. They were good right, at school, yeah. they were good at sports or whatever, but they, because they never failed, they never learned how to deal with failure. So their, right. their first failure, like at the workplace, is just a crushing blow. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Like, I can't handle it. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've learned to handle failure very, very well. Same. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was talking with a friend earlier today. This okay. is just kind of the same vein, so I'm bringing it up now. Yeah. Uh, he he had said something that kind of stuck in my in my brain a little bit. He said, "We weren't shown the way to be." Right. Like, there's not a, a text, uh, not a textbook, a uh, a guide guidebook. Yeah, like you don't understand so much about things when you're growing up, and for mm -hmm. some reason, we're always striving to be a part of that next next level of social group or uh, 
or a maturity level or whatever. We're, we're never content being where we are, especially growing up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's, it, it was an interesting thought experiment for me. We were never shown the way to be. And for two reasons. Number one, I agreed wholeheartedly that no one ever shows you how to be. You're kind of just yep. forced to you know, parse all the information together and come up with your own conclusions and figure out how to live your life. Uh, mm-hmm. And then from another point of view, it made me like super paranoid about raising my kids. Because <laughs> you, you aren't going to show them how to be because they figured that out on their own. Or if, if I focus too you much. Do on it, you do indirectly, but sorry, you feel it's too much. I, I mean, I wonder, like, would I focus too much on showing them how to be, how to live, how to have a good life and how to enjoy life? But I think it all comes back to, yeah, we weren't shown the way to be. That's because it's a personal journey that everyone has to take. You're right. You can't yeah. you can't teach like William and Olivia. I will teach them. I will raise them to be good people and make good decisions. But yeah, doesn't mean they're always going to make a good decision and they will learn from yeah. those decisions. And that's how they will learn to be Uh, ah so this is why that question tied in you're wondering do i backpedal my life or do i just accept that it happened the way it happened and it made me who i am now yeah is that kind of where that i didn't i didn't make that happen intentionally it just uh, occurred that way which is like serendipitous um yes yes but yeah i just uh thought it was an interesting thought experiment made me really question not question but just think about my future in raising our kids. Yeah, man, I struggle with that. I don't want to say all the time, but so frequently. Um, I feel like the big thing is like you don't want to cause your kids trauma because trauma is like what sticks with them and what can be like life altering in a negative way potentially. And... I feel like I try and avoid causing trauma. Yeah. That's like my big, which sounds like bare minimum. So if but I, you'd be surprised at what causes trauma. So I follow this guy right? on, uh, this is the second time this has come up today. <clears throat> okay. Uh, news alert. I love TikTok. Um, yes. This guy, what is his fucking name? Uh, I'll send you his account. M- Matthias J. Barker. Yeah, I'll just send you one just so you have, have it. Different willpower in different environments. And, uh, and he said something today uh, that I was able to talk about in my other conversation is directly related to what you just said. Trauma okay. is not measured by severity, right? but by surprise. Interesting. So okay. people who aren't aware of the bad things that can happen so that's like uh, a classic example is people get ptsd especially in combat situations because uh they've either seen or done things to people that are terrible things um obviously Mm -hmm. the worst being killing someone uh and Mm -hmm. maybe in the moment they were able to do that very easily and when sort of the smoke settles and they're able to reflect on that they they didn't really appreciate their capacity to do that thing and it surprises yep. them they weren't aware of that they never took the time to think about what it means to take another life and so it causes them trauma and sometimes it goes as far as ptsd but little things mm-hmm. like um you know you can 
you know, you know, you're, you're a family member abuses you or assaults you. And that surprises you because they were a trusted person and that causes you trauma. Uh, you were betrayed. You didn't realize people were malicious and it surprised you. You were taken advantage. Like there's all, uh, a myriad of, of, of examples, but to me it made it so much clearer. And uh, I mean, I've kind of asserted in the past that uh, everyone's experience is their own. So someone right. may have been yeah. sexually assaulted, but another person may have only you know, got in a car accident because someone ran a red light. Um, arguably two very different situations uh, of mm-hmm. varying degrees of severity uh, and lasting injury, but they could both yield trauma. And that trauma could be as severe for each individual. Um, yes, but, yeah, but equal, equal, feels equal, even though it's different different tra- you know if you're gonna look at it you'd be like yeah you'd be like oh somebody who's sexually abused um would definitely be they claim their trauma is, is worse right uh you i i feel like if you were to look at it from an outside perspective i'd be like oh that seems like a much worse yeah. thing uh than a car accident but you're right if that person has never experienced any other you know pain or or suffering in their life uh, that might shock them more and yeah cause them to be you know maybe afraid of driving yeah ever again become you know, agoraphobic like and stuff like that yeah 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 and that's like on a funnier note like all those movies and tv shows where like like think of hillary from the fresh prince of bel-air every time yeah. like the littlest thing happens to her and she's crying and she's like oh woe is me kind of thing it's, it's a big mess yeah. it's the surprise of the the event and not the severity of the event that yields the trauma of what occurred yes yeah, yeah. um huh. so true and honestly i guess i never looked at i i've never even considered yeah you don't that. know what you don't know this is a oh, perfect is circle this is happening we are so good at this it's not even funny um <laughs> and that's surprising um but to me it was a, a fresh perspective on something that i think everyone deals with in some degree um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, some elements of trauma um but yeah so when you talk about wanting to raise your kids to not traumatize them i think it would be it's gonna happen uh, and i think it would i think one of the things that i'm now it's in the back of my mind is how do you expose them to the way of things without traumatizing them in the process so that they don't become traumatized by things that surprise them. Yeah. And the initial shock value, if you will, like, of, of a new experience. Like yeah. how do you teach your son that not everyone is trustworthy, mm-hmm. that people can take advantage of you, that people can ch- cheat on you or, you know what I mean? Like, how do you have that conversation? How do you, how do you demonstrate that? Cause you can yeah. talk to children. But, yeah, and, kids understand way more than we give them credit for, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, I cut you off there. Sorry, on that on that wavelength, no, I, I just, uh, I was thinking about something that happened at dinner today. Was it traumatic? Um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I have, I have two examples. So one is daycare and, and one is uh, at dinner. So um, Anson has been hitting. Yes. And... Like we don't hit each other, so I'm not sure. I guess that's just a thing kids do to hit. Totally natural, yeah, yeah. They're pushing boundaries. Um, so, 
yeah, so he hit Jordan in the face. Jordan was helping him eat, and he, like, leaned in. And it wasn't hard. It was just, like, a playful tap in the face. But it was, like, Jordan had asked him to do something, and then he hit him. And both Jordan and I, like, opened our eyes, like, really wide, and we were like, uh... Can I hit him back? And then Jordan... <laughs> Jordan starts pretending to cry so loud, like a baby. So he's sitting there, and he's reacting exactly the way that Anson would if he was hurt. And Anson lost it because he realized I hurt Dada, and it really upset him. Oh. And so he was like, <gasps> like losing it. He was red in the face. Like I haven't seen him cry that hard in a like since he was maybe a year old yeah. like one of his like early sort of like learning lessons cries kind of thing and i was just like oh my god and i feel like i said to jordan i was like do you feel good about yourself now and i probably sounded extremely demeaning and <laughs> i said that you're a terrible father I, I meant it like look how sad he is like i hope i hope you got what you wanted out of this but i he's like i was just trying to teach him a lesson like in the sense that, you know, if you hit someone, it hurts them. Yeah. And that that's the reaction that you cause. And I was like, well, he I think he certainly learned it. But the proof is in the pudding because he hit me like half an hour later in the face. So, but. Uh, um, I'd be careful with that. Because maybe he just thinks you're tougher than his dad. <laughs> Especially now that you didn't cry. cry. Right? He's like going to be cry. terrified of you. Well, I went. <gasps> And then immediately he hugged me. Oh, okay. And he said, oh, I talked to him in French. So I won't say it in French, but I was like, oh, are you saying sorry to mom? Because you hit me in the face. And he was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, buddy, thank you. Anyway. He's such a cute little just guy. Like, but I feel like uh, um, in that moment, I was like, is he traumatized? Like, no. is he like, oh, no, I hit dad. I'm the worst person. But also at the same time, I kind of want him to get to build that um is it apathy apathy uh, isn't is in like not apathy he doesn't care empathy oh empathy yeah 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 thank you you're welcome my dictionary <laughs> uh yeah empathy so i don't know if that's the right way to do it but um yeah and then my other sorry my other example was so when i first was sending him off to daycare i'm probably repeating myself but when i first sent him off to daycare uh the first week he went wednesday and well he only ever goes wednesday friday but the first week he was there on wednesday he was there on friday and both days i kind of just like slipped out while he was busy playing yeah. with one of the other kids and i didn't say bye and then it dawned on me if i don't say bye to him i'm not giving him the opportunity for closure but upon speaking to my therapist <laughs> about it She's like, well, how, how did he react? And I said, well, the, the woman at the daycare, the daycare provider, she said that he's adjusting super well. He fits right in. He's like an old sock, if you will, with everybody else. Like he just, he's, he, he's one of the team. He's one of the gang. Right? Yeah. Like it was like, he was never not there. And I, I told my therapist this and she was like, well, it sounds like you made the right call because if he was having adjustment issues if he was going in there and like oh no i don't want to go like those kinds of things then yeah that's a sign that he's 
not feeling comfortable and then you need to address that and she's like uh, you know he gets so excited to go I say we're going to Lindsay's and he's like oh he'll like run to the car like he he loves it so I say goodbye to him now but he knows it's safe and he knows I'm coming back so I think that's part of it too I think like so I I don't know if you've ever read um I used to be a miserable fuck no but that sounds like a serious seriously applicable to my life so this guy <laughs> his name is i want to say john kim okay uh he calls himself the angry therapist oh boy and he wrote this book i used to be a miserable fuck is that kind of like um how to not give any fucks? Yeah, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Um, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a, I think, a li- yeah, John Kim. He calls himself the angry therapist. Uh, and he's actually a therapist, okay. which is interesting. Um, okay. And uh, he's on Instagram and stuff. The book is phenomenal. It was basically like, just be a fucking adult about stuff. Stop, like, being a baby and a victim about everything. Like, things can yeah. happen to yeah. you and you can't do anything about it. So you might as well figure it out and move on and he's been divorced he's he's now remarried and and i think he i think he became a therapist after his divorce which is an interesting yeah uh an interesting timeline like a a big life um life uh what's the word oh my god my english so bad today oh my god you sound like that uh, chick on tiktok (laughs) she's so thirsty yeah hello my friend today um jordan watched a few of her videos he's like there's no way she sounds like that no i I can guarantee so i saw one video where she let it slip she let the accent (gasps) slip and i heard oh i'm pretty sure she's canadian i can't verify it but uh yeah yeah, she is because she said when you go to school in canada you learn french you learn to speak the french yeah she's very very not that speaking so she turns it on i'm pretty sure it's the it's the it's the brand um, yeah 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 she does it super she does well. it very well um yeah interesting timeline uh to become a therapist but uh one of his uh, i'm nearly positive he's the one who, who mentioned closure and our need to seek closure um yeah and you just brought it up and i, I don't know if this could be contentious because you know we weren't oh is he the guy sorry mm-hmm. i think did i see a video of him where he's like stop asking for closure ladies like the fact that you need to talk to him one more time, he's like, no. It may Is that him? it may have been him, uh, and I'll take a look I'll to try and find to it. verify. Yeah, I'll send it. Yeah. Because <clears throat> the problem with closure, and I mean, I'm not suggesting. It's like, I don't. I, I never considered it from that point of view with with Hanson. Um, the problem with closure is it puts your emotional well being in the hands of someone else, mm. which is no bueno, right? Right. So yeah. sometimes you have to be okay with situations like for example william lost his mind he loses his mind at least three times a day because he's not getting to watch the show he wants to watch or not getting to play the game he wants to play or not getting the toy he wants when it's nap time it was but i wanted processing a lot yeah he is um and i've actually i've I've started addressing his emotions during these outbursts and almost instantly calms him down so he's yeah he's he's like oh i am mad yeah i was like are you are you angry and sometimes he'll say yes, and sometimes he'll say no. But we divert his attention off of whatever he was upset about, and we're talking about him. And so far, it's worked. And it's only been going on for a day and a half. But 
in any mm-hmm. case. Well, like, that's all kids are, right, is a bottle of emotions. Yeah. And they are just trying to figure out what the hell that is. Yeah. But the, the idea that, like, so he can't have what he wants, so he's upset about mm-hmm. it. Um, and you can choose to be that upset when you're an older person not getting what yes. you want. Or you can choose to recognize that someone's not going to give you what you want, so you better be okay with not getting it and move on. Buck up. Yeah. Pull your socks up. Be an adult. Go drink six white claws and get on with your life. <laughs> yeah, that's how I handle all my. Happy. Yeah, that's how I handle all my problems. Six. All your personal outbursts. Six. Yeah. Six white claws. I'm just starting to plug so it so that six. That they'll sponsor us. Yeah. Oh wait. Like two turns. Oh, Tony. we're not recording. Never mind. I was like, ah, oh, dang. So we, if we were recording. Yeah. Like. White claw and bubbly. Soon. Yeah, white claw bubbly and a splash of crystal light. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Gotta keep my cows like low, a, you know? It's like we're going to a, a picnic. Do you guys bring the crystal light? I brought the white claws. <laughs> yeah. White girl picnic. OMG. All right, moving on. Question. Oh. Uh, we should we should do the, a thing where it's like... Um, rapid fire question yeah, for sure absolutely yeah yeah do you prefer waffles or pancakes waffles crunchy or smooth peanut butter <laughs> smooth i ran out of quick questions crunchy who eats crunchy i love crunchy peanut butter you're disgusting it's, it's <laughs> um before the end of this episode that was my rapid fire answer to this <laughs> be, be, before this episode ends i need an honest apology otherwise i won't have closure and i won't be able to sleep tonight oh okay call it i didn't mean you're disgusting i meant your taste for peanut butter yeah, is yeah i want to be clear you are an okay person but the things you yeah. like suck you're fine mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh <laughs> um yeah, we, we, we can introduce that in a future episode. But I think that that would be a fun little segment. Yeah, it should be. Rapid fire. And I was thinking, like, when we're more established and we get sponsored, we'll do White Claw Wednesdays. Yes. I just love the alliteration, first of all. And then yeah. midweek drinking is perfect. And then we'll just yeah, we'll talk about all the wonderful things that are going on in the internet that are, like, White, White Claw, Claw worthy. related. White Claw worthy. Yeah. Worthy. Oh. Yeah. I feel like that'll be fun over the holidays because people booze a bunch. Yeah, like a great one would be and like then you'll be gone. displaying segments of like just super embarrassing family encounters at the dinner table, for example. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just yes. awkward fights and calling people out and shit. I'm sure that's all over the internet. Honest moments. Yeah. I love TikTok for that. I feel like you see those things. I'm like, this is real life here. Mm. Yeah. None of this filtered perfect there's a video i saw today that was like hey i just uh my house is a disaster and she's like showing you her house and she's like i have toddlers and i just i see all these people with toddlers who have like really beautiful designer clean spotless homes i'm just curious you know am i the only one who lives in what looks like a wreckage <laughs> yeah. anyway just despair she's not no like from yeah, my house is wreckage always from too. about eight thirty this morning until six forty five today yeah there was not one square foot of clear floor space in the house today oh yeah just fucking books and toys and blocks everywhere and in yeah. our house there's 
tumbleweeds of dog fur <laughs> yeah. and those free spaces. Yeah. It's awful. It's quite the tableau. Yeah, it's uh, abstract, mm. as they say. Yeah. Yeah. Yum, yum, yum. Oh, but... Sorry, yeah. you, you yeah. said you had a question? I did. Um, let's, let's return. I meant to bring it up last episode because I feel like we talked about it in some form or fashion, but uh, um, Christmas or holiday traditions that you and your family ah. may have had growing up and ones that you're instituting for your family. It's interesting because we, Jordan and I had a, a talk about this um, a few months ago, like going forward, what are our traditions going to be? La la la. <coughs> um, so growing up, uh, like when my parents were still together, we would like do the whole like wake up on Christmas morning, open up our gifts together, that that whole jazz. That song um, jazz. Yeah. We would at some point over the Christmas holidays come to Ottawa and visit because we lived in Montreal for a time. Okay. Um, so that was always fun because like we got to ride on the train and come to Ottawa because like my dad would stay and work and like my mom would take the time off and bring us to go visit her fam. Um Anyways, and then, uh, yeah, when we moved back to Ottawa, it was always, like, we would gather with my mom's side of the family, and that started to sort of break away after my cousins, two of my older cousins started having kids. Oh, okay. Um, too many people. So, yeah, like, they had too many places to visit, and so, like, that sort of con concrete expectation that, like, we're all going to see each other wasn't there anymore. Um, and, and that's just the way that life is like things change, scenarios change. Um, they have a lot of people to see around the holidays as well. So it's kind of like you see your immediate families and that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> right? often too much. Yeah. And so we don't really, uh, do Christmases together. I know that, um, like my cousin Steph has always had because her birthday is at the end of December so she usually does an annual trip to Tremblant to celebrate her birthday and we've she's done that for a while now like maybe six <coughs> seven maybe more years um yeah, and I've always um tried to go I feel like there were a couple years where like it just didn't work out yeah. or whatever but uh, sometimes you can't avoid it yeah, like um, when I was working my day job, sometimes <laughs> I couldn't like get the time off or switch with anyone. So anyways, but uh, yeah, I want to say I've gone like five times for her birthday. I don't think, I think she mentioned last year, she's like, I think this is it. <laughs> the world has gotten me. It's over. It's the end. No more well, fun. Well, and, and now like it's COVID and yeah. uh, she's trying to isolate as much as possible so I don't think it'll happen this year, but uh, yeah, any other traditions? Oh, we Jordan and I talked about like New Year's because um, the last two years we've done New Year's here at our place with you guys. Um, and we've always like, we've loved that so much, just like hosting everybody for New Year's Eve. Like we have the space and, and the, the room for people to crash. Um, so we'd love to always just do that going forward. I think... We had talked about doing something different this year just because, like, 
Cassie's work schedule this year. Um, yeah, she only Brim and Aaron like, being yeah, that's true. Being uh, like n- near you guys now, um, and like I don't think they'll really want to travel. Like she'll be pretty pregnant. I don't think she's gonna want to like hang out at our place till the crack of dawn. You know what I mean? Yeah. She'd probably rather be in her own bed. Yeah. I get it. So, anyways, we're indefinitely. There's always the opportunity to have it here, but uh, yeah, we like that. That is part of the tradition. I might yeah. see. If, How about you guys? Yeah, growing up, it was uh, pretty simple stuff. We did uh, one Christmas on New Year's Eve, or sorry, one gift on New Year's Eve, and it was usually okay. new new PJs and a set of slippers or something like that. And oh, cool. Get, uh, so our Christmas jammies, and we get a picture on the couch and stuff like that. And and then the next day it was gifts and uh, and, and, a, and a meal. Um, mm-hmm. But every other year, and we traveled a lot for Christmas. His dad had family everywhere. He's got nine sisters. And my mom's right. yeah. my mom's brother moved into Bracebridge from Ireland um, forever ago. His Her uncle moved first, I think, and he started a business up there. Anyway, uh, like Bracebridge, Ontario. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, and uh, so every other year we'd go to my grandparents for Christmas, mm-hmm. and like a lot of us, and so we'd have yeah. a huge Christmas there. And there's a, a community center, sort of you know, fifteen minute drive from their place, and we'd rent that out, and we'd have a huge family Christmas dinner with like, you know, nine aunts or ten sets of aunts and uncles and all their grandkids and. So That's all of our cousins shit, man, it was awesome. And I just remember like all the adults upstairs drinking and the, the kids downstairs not realizing that our parents were upstairs drinking and we'd be downstairs listening to music and just goofing off with each other and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. was always Being dumb. Yeah. yeah. And then of course the grandkids grew up. So those get togethers slowed down. But um, yeah, as far as our current family goes, uh, it's kind of hard to establish a tradition like we're very fortunate to have both of our parents nearby. Yeah. So, like, waking up in the morning has been, like, our Christmas tradition and just doing gifts here, and it kind of ends there. But mm-hmm. we always have a uh, a meal with either my parents or, or her parents. And, you know, if we have a meal at one place, we usually go to the other place for dessert and cards or drinks or whatever. And then... Flip-flop, yeah. Um, the longest-standing tradition, though, with her side is going to her opas on christmas eve that's when he celebrates christmas mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so we do uh gifts there he does his gifts with everyone and everyone that's brought gifts for him including family from out west they'll send their stuff in and we just do big opening and oh, nice. yeah and so yeah. uh yeah it's Aww. yeah it's really nice um so i don't know what we're going to try to do for tradition we should probably revisit that but like like i don't know do the old clark griswold and read uh the night before christmas or something like that but the kids mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. not sit for a book right now. They don't? No. Well, uh, William will. Olivia loves. Not that long a book? Yeah, not that long. She just wants to flip okay. the pages. Look what I can yeah. do. Look what I can do. Look what I can do. Yeah. But uh, definitely a huge fan of our New Year's. We've been celebrating New Year's together for like 10 years now. Yes, yeah. Just uh, in different locales. Facets, yeah. I feel kind of silly. Uh, I forgot to mention, because you mentioned Christmas Eve, I, it jogged my memory. Mom 
always used to do midnight mass on Christmas Eve. And when we were really little, she would bring us in our pajamas. Mm. Like we'd go to bed and then she'd wake us up and put us in the car and we'd sleep on the way to church. And then we'd sit in the pew and do mass. And then (laughs) we'd fall asleep on the way home. Like, yeah, it was like a whole song and dance probably for her to get us that's a lot of work out of the house yeah Yeah. and uh but it was nice because like they always had the candles lit and the choir singing and the you know like it set the mood so my mom was always into that sort of uh that part of the festivities and uh yeah we did our our celebrations you did midnight sorry yeah we did we did that as well yeah cool Mm similar situation where you'd all yeah. fall asleep on your way there yeah or just pretend to be asleep in church so you didn't have to pretend yeah, to be just... listening a lot of pretending in church when i was a kid yeah yeah a lot of pretending i know nice. exactly what the priest is talking about yes this resonates with me nice. yeah nice. i can feel the spirit um, of the lord dad won't like it when he hears very that much one. like a catholic service oh my <coughs> gosh no it's yeah yeah, we didn't. That's more like, I don't know, Baptist. Catholic services are yes. very conservative, like. Very clean, clean yeah. cut. Yeah. No messing around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, straight to business. Business. Um, no, I was gonna say like our, what we sort of, talked about our Christmas tradition being, uh, now, and I guess it's been like this since we met. Is one year, we'll do Christmas Eve and Christmas with. Um, like his parents mm. and then we'll do boxing day or the following day with with my parents or my mom now um yeah so we kind of like back and forth and uh yeah i feel like it kind of it works we used to try and visit both sides of our family in the same day yeah. and it just got to be too much like if we were close like you guys it's totally different story you're like 15 minutes away but it's harder it's with like kids. Two and a half, three, three and a half hours. Yeah, I'm like not interested. No, in fuck that. Anywhere. Yeah, yeah. We did like when we wake up, we do gifts here. Then we got to go to one of the parents' houses, do gifts there, and then another mm-hmm. parents' house, and then so whichever one you do last, it's like two, three in the afternoon before you're opening gifts, which is like it's hard. No bueno. for them to <clears throat> and then, be interested and not. And then the kids don't nap, yeah. which is the worst. Yeah, yeah. So you're like we we try to split it up like you guys. Rough. Yeah. One day for per parent. So. Mm-hmm. And you can like switch it up whatever year it is. I We were talking about it this year and Cheryl's like, oh, it's your mom's turn this year. And I was like, it's fine. Well, uh, <laughs> I, like, I feel like for the most part, they don't care what day. Like I know my mm-hmm. mom does mm-hmm. because she wants, she doesn't want to do two Christmases. It's too much for mm-hmm. her. So mm-hmm. if we can just get everyone together on the same day, whether it's christmas or boxing day but right so that she doesn't have to do it twice but yeah yeah. do you think that works out in favor of every all of your siblings like you guys kind of sort it out or is that something your parents kind of mandate like come to our house on this day or whatever yeah in the past it's sort of been that way um we, Mm -hmm. we still have to have a chat about it this year to figure out uh who's which one we're doing for christmas day um yeah but yeah, I feel like just having a chat with my my siblings might just be. And I mean, if they can't, if it doesn't work out for them based on work schedules or whatever, then 
if yeah. if say we're at hiding dales this year for christmas and no one else can go to my parents house on boxing day then we just well we'll do christmas with my parents alone and there's nothing wrong with that right it's yeah. i mean it's yeah. it's the real world things don't always work out right so mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. but i mean like your brother will be off he's off gavin will be off yeah you are yeah i think right? i think martin should be off too and yeah. Shanalee's a pretty sure s- seasonally employed. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she might be working? She might be. She might not be. I'm not sure. Well, that'll all work out mm-hmm. fine. I think so. I'm sure she doesn't work 12 hours a day. Yeah. So. Yeah. She can sneak over before or after or whatever. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I kind of wish I had some, like, cool traditions. And I think about this. As Anson's getting older, like uh, I started this year, Elf on the Shelf. Yes. Or, I mean, Elf on the Shelf showed up at our house. So yes, this no, year. we had an elf show up too. Ooh. Yeah. Has he been to your house before? No. Oh, yes. first time. It's his first time, and our first time. <laughs> yeah, same, same, same. It's been uh, interesting. I feel like. Uh, like there's so many creative ways to use the elf on the shelf. Sorry. If you're a child, what? stop listening. Yeah, yeah. If you're a kid, keep <laughs> scrolling. Yeah. Um but yeah, I feel like that's a that's a really I remember seeing it a few years ago and I was like, "Oh, that'd be so cool to do." And we just happened to be given one because one of my friends didn't want to do it. <laughs> and uh I saw it, Shoppers. It's like $40. Oh, of course. It's a rocket. I was like, I hope you didn't pay for this. And they're like, no, no, no. We got it as a gift. We're just never going to do it. I was like, okay. Jesus. Yeah, Cassie's been putting Foley, is his name. Mm-hmm. That was named by William in different oh, places. Why did, do you know why he has No idea. Name? I asked Cassie. Oh. They, they settled on the letter F, and then I'm sure he made a sound that was... Mm transliterated into foley um but yeah william does not respect the boundaries of foley you're not supposed to touch the elf i was playing hide and seek with william yesterday and he gave yeah. up looking for me i was in the front hall which okay if you've been in my house you know it's a small there's house. a glass door he sees it as a, an the... opaque barrier um anyway <laughs> i looked through the glass door and he was lying on olivia's bed playing with foley it's like you little bastard that's not how it works Put the elf back. He's going to tell Santa on you. More, A little bit of magic disappears every time yeah, Foley You're going to kill him, William. You're going to make yeah. him die. And then I'm going to... He won't be able to get back to the North Pole. I'll slowly start just dusting his face with, like, white paint to mm-hmm. simulate the magic blood rushing away from his skin. Ooh. And he's going to look sick. And yeah. then William will keep touching him, and the next thing you know... I'll start taking out stuffing so he loses weight and he's going to look sickly and ill. And then It'll be a transformation that you don't want to see. Talk about trauma. William will watch Foley fade to nothing. Oh, boy. If that's not trauma, I don't know what it is. That'd be a great family tradition. Every time. We're going to kill a new say, elf. like at Christmas. We're going to kill a new elf from the, the North Pole every year. And William's going to wonder like why Christmas zombie. sucks. Zombie elf on the shelf. That'd be a great Halloween costume. Back from the Foley's day. back. <laughs> oh, that just made me think of Chucky. Oh yeah, that crazy doll. That terrible, terrible movie. I've actually never seen it. Chuck. 
Never seen Chucky. No. Uh, you're not missing out on much. It's kind of terrible. I'm not like I think that genre of movies. Um, mm-hmm. They're very, very tied to when they were released. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's like uh, pop culture references of that time. Yeah, but even sure. then, like the you know, you go to see a scary movie in the theaters now, and you're not sure which envelopes are going to be pushed. But mm-hmm. if you've seen mm-hmm. any scary movie sure. from this decade, and you go back a you know a decade and a half or two, and watch mm-hmm. a scary movie, you're gonna be like, child's play. Yeah, yeah. We just they be- don't mess with all of the f- functions of your brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like fear, abandonment, gore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything in the DSM five is going to be played out in a movie now. What is DSM five? Like the, uh, the it's that giant book about mental disorders. Oh, like okay. The mental okay, health, okay. whatever. If it's diagnosable for your brain, it's in there. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. They're going to play Yeah, yeah. That. They're reading that to make scary movies now, basically. Yeah. Oh, good times. Good. I've actually... I was into scary movies this year. Which ones did like, you watch? I never want to watch them. Um, We ended up watching one of the Chainsaw... Uh, not Chainsaw. Did you watch Jigsaw? Yeah. One of the Chainsaw. We tried to watch it, but I was like, this is just dumb. Like... You could see everything coming, and it was just like people getting chopped up. And I was like, "Did you ever Come watch? On. Did you ever watch the Saw movies?" I saw, I saw Saw. <laughs> did you see Saw? Um, yeah, most and I see Saw all the time. I see Saw all the time. I I saw Saw, um, one and two. I think my brother was obsessed with those movies. I don't get it. it they like I I see I seen I seen. A few of the Saw movies. You, you seen it? I seen it. Um, <laughs> I think the thing that fucks me up the most about those movies, for two reasons. Number one, the positions, these predicaments that these people get themselves into are absolutely yeah. terrifying, mind-bogglingly disgusting, and you can't. Yeah. I can't imagine the trauma, fear, and adrenaline that's coursing through you to yeah. try to get you to extricate yourself from this situation. Um, yeah, like even the actors playing these fictitious characters are probably like pent up, you know, like because they have to pretend it's real. So it's like anyway. I would hope that yeah. every time the director said cut like this, like the studio lights just shone to remove like, people from that situation. Anyway, the, yeah. the other thing yeah. that gets me about those movies is <clears throat> in every single one of those movies, those people are being punished for a sin they've committed, right. whatever yeah. they've been doing. And mm-hmm. it just really forces you to look in the mirror and wonder how you'd be punished if you were caught for doing something. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, uh, what's going to happen to me? Someone's going to hide the key to the safe that my foot's stuck in, in my brain because I got caught picking my nose and smearing it on something one time. Like mm-hmm. crazy shit. And you're like, And that's yeah. like the conservative, what I've done wrong. I mm-hmm. can't wait yeah. to figure out what Jigsaw does to me when he gets deep into my past. Brutal. So. I just don't like being confronted yeah. with my own failures, you know? Right. I think, yeah. Yeah. It's totally sidetracked. Uh, oh, that's Texas Chainsaw Massacre? You said you, you, 
So it wasn't the original. It was uh, it was like the story told from a different perspective. Hmm. Like a newer a newer version. Nah, uh, twenty sixteen. I want to say. So it was like new ish. It 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 could have easily been filmed in two thousand six. Just like the quality of the production and the um, effects Was and it Texas Chainsaw three D. No, it's on Netflix. Man, <clears throat> and is it based on a true story? I have no idea, but I certainly hope it's not, because that will give me way more nightmares. Uh, I'm gonna look it up now. I'm looking oh, I bonked up. my microphone. My apologies to the listener. The listener. Um, I was gonna ask if you watched. movie show like one of the first scary movies that i watched was um not scary movie um the blair witch project you know i feel like blair witch project was so hype i saw it years after it was released like when did it come out 2000 something like that yeah i'd say so let's see here I probably saw it in like 2004 or 5. 1999. Oh, okay. So yeah, I saw it about like 2005, I want to say, because I was in high school. And I was like, this is not scary at all. It's just somebody running in the woods <laughs> thinking they saw something and like having a fucking camcorder shoved up their nose for half an hour. Like it just, there was nothing about it that I thought was appealing. And you're like, I've I've run through the woods on my own thinking I've seen things before. I could have gone my whole life without watching it sort of thing. I you know? remember distinctly people hyping it up for me. And then okay. I went and watched Saying, it. Oh my like, God, it's so good. Yeah. And I went and watched it like a long time after that. And I went, I was like scared to watch it. I was legit like nervous. And, okay. And then I watched it. I was like, this is dumb <laughs> like the movie just fucking ends like i'm yeah. not left wondering suddenly i'm not let like this is not messing with my brain at all this is like it's like when you just hand in a paper and score like fuck it i'm done this is this is good it yeah. gets this movie is not getting yeah. any better yeah but i do appreciate yeah, like the, the the like the mockumentary format of them of the, yeah so so ridiculous i I suppose I should rewatch it just to get a little bit refreshed, but also have a good laugh because I think it'd be funny to watch that now. <laughs> it's so true. Maybe that'll like, be one of the a features. Girl in the woods, like, oh my god, with like, <sighs> I, I remember watching it and thinking like, she has so many boogers hanging out of her nose right now. Like that's what I was worried about. I was like, okay, there's no ghost, bish. Okay, what you think you saw. You did not see. Wait. Okay. How can you be so assertive? I, th I think it was heightened by the fact that it was dark. And when you're watching the tape, it's illuminated, right? Like what they capture on the tape is different than what is actually there. So she's freaking out over something she thinks she sees. And then when you see it on the fucking recording after, you're just like over-exaggerating. But the was She was freaking out. 
way more than she needed uh, to. It is based on the purportedly true story of three student filmmakers. Yeah, I thought, I, I assumed that that was like somewhat true. I just feel like it's fine. They're fine. They're, they're fine. I'm fine. fine. It's fine. fine. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I... On a completely unrelated note, um, we're bringing some goods with us, so be ready to snack when we come see you. Sweet. So we won't have a big supper then. Is one of them a treat dip? Like a, like a caramel dip? Uh, possibly. Mm. Do we need... Hey, I saw Cassie was making that uh, Breton brittle with soda crackers. Breton brittle. Okay, so you sent me that video and I was like, Cheryl makes this with Breton crackers instead of soda crackers. So, Cassie was making that, right? No. What? No. She didn't make that? No. Really? No. Yes, she didn't make it. Sworn. She could have sworn she made it. She posted it on Instagram. You made it. I made it. Saying? I made oh. it. Oh. Yeah. So you guys as a collective made no. this caramel crack. I made our dreams come true. She just caught it on okay. camera. Okay. Yeah. So what you need to do next time hmm. to up the ante and flavor, try it with the original flavored Breton crackers, please. Are they round or square? Round. So good literally cheryl will make this for me during the holidays i suppose i can add this to my list of um traditions like other people like it but i like can't stop eating that shit she's like oh there's bread and brittle in the freezer and like cheryl doesn't go about this like making one tray type of thing yeah. she's like making two trays it fills up like a super large Tupperware. Oh, I hit my mic again. I just noticed. God, jeez. An extra, extra <laughs> large Tupperware container, right? And it goes in the freezer, takes up half the fucking freezer, and I end up eating half of that container mm. because mm. I cannot not eat it all. Yeah. It's terribly delicious. I, I think... I will definitely do that next time. And I'm going to do a few different things too. So this one was like what? This one was called Christmas crack. I think I'll get some Christmas crack. Okay. Like some finishing salt or like some flaky salt or something like that to add to the caramel. Get your uh, coarse, uh, what is it? Coarse pickling salt. Okay. I think I actually have some. So that'll work. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, I think because then it, you want the granules on the top. Is that what you're saying? Well, I like a more of a salted caramel vice, just the. The, the regular kind of caramel just to cut the sweetness yeah. just a bit um yeah and then this this recipe had you put the chocolate chips uh after you take in the so you put the crackers down you put your caramel on it then you put it in the oven mm -hmm. and then you take it out and you put your chocolate chips on it so i think it mm -hmm. had i think i misread it i put it back in the oven for like two minutes to melt the chocolate mm -hmm. and then i spread the chocolate over the caramel um, okay. But what I would do in the future is either just let the hot caramel melt the chocolate and then right, spread it, yeah. or I would temper the, is that the word? I would melt the chocolate separately and create like a, 
like first. Yes, and then drizzle that over the caramel, just to make. Gotcha. I think it would just be a better taste and a, a better texture. Uh, now that I think of it, I think she. God, I'm gonna have to get a recipe from her. I think she melts. No, uh, no, never mind. I take it back. Because it is crackers on the bottom, but then it, it seems like it's a thick layer of caramel and then chocolate. But maybe that's just um, how she's layering it. Maybe she does melt the chocolate separately and pours it over the car- caramel. Yeah, it's, it doesn't mixture. turn into one. Like, it's still separated kind of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's still like two layers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like putting yeah, that makes sense. jam on top of peanut butter. They mm-hmm. don't really mix, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, except for like way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty tasty. That was my first crack at like holiday cooking. Your first crack at the crack. Oh, yeah, it was good. I, I I did pretty good. I was pretty pretty proud of myself. I think yeah. I think I would make the caramel a bit differently too. It just seemed a little. What was the recipe, and what would you do different? It was a cup each of brown sugar and butter. Ooh. And you just mix it. But I think I would have let yeah. it. I think I, that's what makes it good. I think I would have let it. Cook caramelized more because i don't think the brown sugar was fully integrated into the butter so it didn't melt it did melt it just i don't think it mixed as well when you come over you'll have some and then uh you can tell me what you think but i found we can judge mm, uh the the christmas crack yeah Uh, it's did you put the peppermint uh like the candy cane sprinkles on top or just regular color sprinkles yeah nothing fancy yeah we should have. That would have been yeah, a good one. Yeah, because I think. Cr- yeah, I was thinking like you canes. could. Yeah, 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 and then sprinkle that over top because the peppermint flavor would be really. Oh yeah. Would be divine. Divine, just marvelous. Now that I'm catching up on the crown, I feel like I I have been saying things with a bit of a a British accent, if you will. It's too funny. For no reason. Yeah, just just. Well, the exposure. The expo- yes, the exposure. It's called immersion. Mm-hmm. That's how you learn a language. Immersion. Yeah. Oh, immersion. Mm. I'm immersion. British now. I was. I wish. Oh man. We had... They're getting their vaccines like next week. Not actually, but. Apparently, soon. we're gonna have ours ready to go in January. I heard this. Mm. Yeah, first shipment. Uh, how do you feel about that? Are you gonna get vaccinated? I don't know that I'll have a choice. With your workplace? Yeah, I think they might make me get it. Um, Cassie too, hey. Yeah. So on on one side, I'm really not excited about a government telling me I must get this. Um, mm-hmm. Some people may say, you know, it's no different than getting polio or measles, mumps, rubella, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't know. It just seems like there's still a lot to learn about COVID before deciding yeah. we need to immunize against it um it just you know what happens when like the next sars covid whatever comes out are we going to get a vaccine for that as well um but the other Did thing they is, ever make a vaccine for sars i don't know i want to say no okay. but i don't know yeah um it wasn't as infectious maybe yeah the, on the other side i've been reading a lot about the one of the biggest i think rebuttals against getting a mandatory vaccine will be we don't know the long-term effects about what the vaccine is going to do in the body right yeah but 
uh, the 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 answer I've read to that basically, uh, and I'm going to butcher this is we've we know enough about uh, making vaccines and how vaccines should be put together and how to transport whatever it is that we're trying to vaccinate against into the body in a safe and healthy method. Um, mm-hmm. And because they're doing human trials, we also know what the negative side effects are uh, that would indicate a bad vaccine in terms of side effects. Did I say that? Like with those results, the they would be immediate. Yeah. So like any and, negative side effects. It doesn't need to be a long term side effect to say that this vaccine's not going to work. So in the short term, okay. when you're doing human clinical trials, they're saying yeah. we know that uh, you know we are expecting this and this and this uh, at these times, and it's usually a matter of they said hours or days, um, sometimes mm-hmm. weeks to signify a bad vaccine. So they can pay attention okay. to those things, develop it, refine it, all that kind of stuff. So I think by and large, it's probably going to be fairly safe to get a vaccine, even if it's been produced fairly quickly. Um, My thought was, what could they possibly be putting in a vaccine in today's day and age that would be so detrimental? Like, I know everybody who is anti-vaxxers will be like, you'll get autism. Like, I don't know. but That's um, not true. Right. Um, all the anti-vax, the the first three pages about vaccinations on Google are paid for by the anti-vaccination group. So there you go. Um, uh, that, was, that was just like my little rant of the day. But um, yeah, like I, I can't see them putting something in a vaccine. Um, we have such strict regulations about what can and cannot like in Canada specifically what can and cannot be in a product that they're not going to accept something that contains even trace amounts of uh, an unsafe ingredient like there's so many cosmetics that are sold in the U.S. that aren't sold here cosmetics things you're applying on your skin topically yeah right and they're not being brought in here so I would like to believe that they will use the same fine tooth comb to identify if there's something wrong. That being said, um, like, I don't even think that I'll have access to a vaccine immediately. Like, it's going to go to people who need it the most. So, frontline workers, yeah. elderly. It'll be prioritized the people being for sure. Affected. Yeah. Um, so like I don't see myself getting it till next summer. My only concern will I don't be think. like I don't care about the vaccine necessarily. I just yeah. don't want getting the vaccine to be a condition for anything. I'm sure it will be. Yeah, like you I was thinking about that for playgroup, for example. I was like, "Oh, I can start taking ants into playgroup if all the kids are vaccinated. You'll you're going to have to prove that he's vaccinated. You're going to have to bring your vaccination records with you, both of us. I'm sure." And, I mean, we already have to there... prove our kids are vaccinated to send them to school. Yes, That's for, like, yeah. the common diseases, not mm-hmm. what amounts to a freak flu. But I think the the majority of the people against vaccines are going to say they're either going to be rooted in some um, uh, very unique thoughts about the origins of the disease itself and mm-hmm. the, the machinations of the government behind the vaccine. 
yeah. which I mean, yeah. truth is stranger than fiction. I would have no doubt in my mind believing there's a there's a deep state or a cabal at work trying to make things happen. But um, I tend to believe Occam's razor as well, which is the simplest explanation is often the right explanation. Um, right. Yeah. Um, we tend to overthink things a lot. Yeah. And we, we I mean, especially when we've been cooped up at home all day for fucking almost a year now. Uh, all you got for entertainment now <laughs> is the news because yeah. you've watched everything on Netflix uh, and Crave yeah. and Hulu and yeah. everywhere else. That's yeah. it. You found the end of Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm 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 counting it as a blessing that I might not have a choice because I don't have to think too hard about it. But yeah, like, yeah. I don't you'll be like, of course I am. I'm in the military. I just don't want the government to be like, yo, you can't leave the country unless you've got it or you can't enter the country unless well, you've got it and i mean i get it they but. already do that though because like some countries you travel to they're like i don't think it's you have to i don't remember having to show identification but it's like if you don't do this you're gonna you shit yourself the whole time yeah so it's like go get your malaria medication and your whatever vaccinations for whatever diseases are common in that area of the world and it's all free like it's all paid it's for true. through our healthcare dollars, so it's not like I think the I think what it boils you know down I mean? to is choice. You chose sure. to do that, so you chose the consequences that came along with it, and you accepted them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people will be upset that their choice will may be taken from them. Um, yeah, that's some level of privilege that is just beyond me. I think. But and, and yeah, I'm just gonna say it. Yeah. <laughs> well, privilege. You have to be pretty privileged to be like, I don't want to be vaccinated against preventable disease. <laughs> I don't know. I I just don't think that that COVID falls under the same category as things like mumps, polio, rubella, that kind of thing. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think we're assuming that it's so, going to be a persistent problem. Yeah. That's my yeah. thing. I don't I mean, know that it will be. I mean, it's kind of already, it's already kind of proven to be, though, because the numbers ex- es- escalate. <laughs> escalate so fast. Like, you see out west, for example, I think it's Alberta. They have, like, no mask mandates. They don't have any information. So, like, there's no app and there's no tracking. Yeah. App. And, like, I don't use those things. Um, I don't know if they're useful. But if the information's out there, people might access it and use it, and it might improve numbers. But, um, yeah, they're just, like, SOS now because their numbers are so high. They they don't have the capacity in their hospitals to deal with yeah. it. Um, they're, like, demanding almost that the Red Cross come in and save them. And it's, like, they well, built, like, field hospitals and stuff? Yeah, yeah, they were asking for field hospitals. Um, pretty wild and it's like but you kind of didn't do yourself any favors by not trying to diminish it because I mean you look at the case counts in the US like obviously masks aren't the be all end all and they said that from the beginning they're like if you wear a mask it's a 70% effectiveness rate if somebody else wears a mask as well as you it's 90% but that still leaves 10% margin for error which is kind of big when you're looking at in the u.s a population of what is it 30 million people 300 million 300 million yeah so like that 10 percent, that's a lot yeah it is it really is um and, and i'm thinking I, too it'll like be smaller in canada but 
like my my first thought about the um, persistence of the problem like I mean mm-hmm. a year is not persistent a year is just we're still we're still getting through it but in my mind I was thinking you know people that don't get like measles came back didn't it a couple of years ago because yeah, people cause were getting the vaccines so I was like you know yeah. what maybe maybe this is another one of those things that will keep coming back until until it's vaccinated against and that's that's it like no one no one knows what the future holds um mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. I have a lot of things I don't like about the government but I could I hope I know a lot of what they're doing is for the optics of looking like they're doing the right thing um yes and I'm, yeah I, always I'm grateful I don't have to make these decisions but I'm I'm sure that they still care about people at the end of the day. So these decisions can't they be They need made. people to run a show of people, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, without us, they have no job. Yeah. What's uh, that expression? Not my monkeys, not my circus. Oh, okay. I think I've heard that one, yeah. Or not my circus, not my monkeys, something like something that. Like I that. feel like the government looks at it like this is... These are our monkeys, and this is our circus, so yeah. we, we need to run this shit. Welcome to the shit show. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, having said that, I probably won't put up too much of a fuss if I have to get the vaccine. And to be quite honest, if I had a choice and it limited my ability to travel, say, I would get the vaccine. Yeah. I'd be like, fuck it. You wouldn't? I would. Oh, 100%. Okay. Like, oh, okay. I'm not going to okay. let a vaccine get in the way of me enjoying the things that I want to do. And honestly, sure. like... I eat fast food all the time. I drink a lot. Like yeah. it's, it, it, I surround myself with people who smoke. I'm, I'm in the army. So like, like diesel fumes all the time. Like, you know, mm-hmm. not always the best hygiene. Like I'm sure I've done more damage to my body voluntarily than any mm-hmm. vaccine might do to me. Unless of course it's sure, like, yeah. there's like microchips in there and then I'm fucked. <laughs> I mean, we're getting into some deep-seated shit. I don't think they'd be injecting our bloodstream with microchips because then they could get lodged and then found and then discovered. Wow. For someone who's judging me... The jig's up. For going off the deep end, you had that on deck pretty quick. Wait. I was judging you for going off the deep end? It sounded like it. I apologize if you weren't. Oh. Oh, no, no. I was just sort of playing devil's advocate type of thing i was like maybe we jumped off the deep end together let's go on this journey (laughs) it could happen i mean if they try to plant a microchip on my brain they're going to be so bored i think about that all the time like this uh access to information stuff and like google can see what you're doing and alexa can is listening and siri's always listening i'm like to what (laughs) yeah (laughs) me struggling to be a mom with a toddler We'll see if good times guys good times well done well done accessing all my seriously private data and like i don't know the most uh accomplishments i've made career-wise are, are my my little small business right so like hack the shit out of that if you want like I what sh- are you gonna find i don't know like i my my google I get it if you have a lot to uh, lose I guess I just, I'm in a position where I feel I don't have, if I lost some things, yeah, like I, other things are more important. Like if I lost Jordan or my son or even Maple, (laughs) you know? Yeah. The, I think, I think most people take 
uh, they have an issue with it when it's it's the principle of the thing not the thing itself yes so losing... i feel like that ties into something we said earlier this week probably we gotta start taking better notes we we just i agree i'm so bad i see you taking notes all the time and i'm like i have a piece of paper right there i take notes I never use to, it to, <laughs> if if you say something or whoever i'm talking with says something that i i like and i want to see like mm. remind myself about it i'll write it down but i'll also write mm-hmm. things down as future talking points or next bounds in the conversation smart. kind of thing um smart because i want to listen to what you're saying but i also don't want to forget about and that just helps keep the flow of the conversation. Um, I do that all the time. Yeah, and that way I don't. I'm not just staring at you, pretending to listen while I'm trying not to forget <laughs> what I was. What I was. Don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. You've got your next thought like locked and loaded. Sometimes, yeah. other times we're done talking. It's like, hmm, tank's empty. <laughs> blank. Yeah, yeah, I felt like that all day today. Just, just go to say something and be blank. Oh. That's gone. The thought is gone. Where'd it go? Yeah, not too sure. Yeah, the uh, human brain is a... Actually, this is so funny. It's our greatest gift, and it is also our greatest downfall. I watched this guy. He called it... In my opinion. He called it... I agree with you. It's like a phenomenal tool that we just don't know how to uh, to harness. So this guy yeah. on TikTok, I don't know if I sent it to you guys or not, uh, but he called it, it was like hashtag smooth brain, as if to say there, okay. was, there was no folds in his brain, which is like a, a representation of mass. Yeah. He's like, uh, okay. so I found out that this thing, daily, daily shower spray, is for the shower walls. And I've been using this to wash my hair for three weeks. So I thought it was so fucking funny. <laughs> Oh man, smooth brain follows. Oh. No. <coughs> no. Doesn't that sting if it's for cleaning uh, your shower walls? I mean, it was it looked like it was one of those like uh green organic products kind of thing, so Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Cracked me. I up. think most of all, most of all, I I want to sorry, to to bring this all back. Um I think more than the trauma piece, I want to raise Anson to just be average. And I know that sounds mean. I don't think that that's something a parent should maybe say. Um, I just mean it from like, I don't have these expectations of him. But by being average, I don't want him to be spraying himself with shower cleaner. Yeah, just be average. On his hair. But without all the smooth brain problems. Like have yeah, have the potential brain. to excel, but let him make that choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. He can, he can go down that road if he chooses. Yeah. But Ag- yeah, don't spray your hair with that stuff. Yeah, my family motto is uh, aggressively mediocre. So we've been Ooh. yeah, been I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cassie's it's been gotta, completely nice ignoring brain. it, but uh. I think I just found a episode name. <laughs> aggressively mediocre. That's so funny. <laughs> Yo, we got to start making, printing this shit on sweaters and merch and selling oh, okay. it in our online store that we don't have. So one of these days, you and I Are need writing to this note? Yeah, aggressively mediocre. Yeah, dude. You're, you're the swag dude. I feel like you're in charge of uh, swag. Yeah. Also, social media. We need to get on it. Yeah, now that we have a name, we can definitely do that. And um, we mm-hmm. need to change our email address, too. 
Yeah, that's easy. I could take care of that. Hello, we made it. What was the other one? It was hello, agree to discreet. But I'm just, I'm, tr I'm gonna, I'm gonna ponder that. I feel like I could come up with a better name. Sweet. It'll include we made it. Uh, I got bad news, by the way. Oh, this sounds terrible. It is. Should it's, I brace myself? You can't. You should sit down. Good. I'm sitting. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I in a hammock, but sitting. I messaged. Crystalia four weeks ago and he hasn't gotten back Did he to reply? me at all like he's oh, shit. he's ghosting me <laughs> has he seen it, it Do you, can you tell it, if he's seen it it doesn't say doesn't say if he's oh. seen it or not but yeah I just uh, maybe he deleted his socials he's still on there how do you know is he posting he maybe got upset I thought I thought he got cancelled June 8th was is his last post right? maybe I'll email him separately yeah, because he also had an email for his podcast, uh, Congratulations. So that might be a way to reach him also. I don't know if he's checking that no more, but. But it would have been awesome if, like, our soundbite could have been like, we made it. Oh. He would ask for so much money. No, he wouldn't. Are you kidding me? No. He's yeah, a, he would. No, he's a bro. He wants to see the, he wants to see. He's a bro, but he's canceled. So he's like, bro, I need to make coin, bro. No, he's still got his website. His website still sells stuff. And he's still got... He's can No, he's not canceled. It's just like... I heard he was canceled. I bet you he's doing just fine. He's probably got... <laughs> he's probably doing just fine. He's pro but probably got... He's got a kid and a baby mama. Like, he's, he's got shit to do. Like a wife or like the mother of his child? Uh, they're... Yeah, mother of his child. They're together. Oh, okay. I mean... Well, you say baby last mama. Last I heard, I'm assuming but that assuming they're was... not together. Oh no, that's not necessarily. Like if the case. I called Cassie, my the the baby mama. You're so uncomfortable saying that. I'd be like, You're like the if Cass baby mama. If if Cassie was the baby mama, the mother of your children. Yeah, they'd be like, yeah. oh, oh, what happened? Oh, you guys didn't. Oh, you guys didn't didn't it's, make it's it. It's said in like a. Um, I thought it was said in like a joking way. Like I know it applies at times, literally. But my baby daddy. I don't know. I think I, I think this is rooted way. in racism, and we need to stop this conversation right now. Huh? <laughs> Why would you say that? I in my mind, I immediately think of all the comedians or TV shows where are predominantly black people saying things like "baby mama" and "baby daddy," and they're not together. Oh, okay. I see. Which I, I mean see. is not it's not a bad thing, yeah. but the context is usually a not successful yeah. relationship. It's my white trashy roots coming yeah. out. Yeah, maybe. for sure. That's where that's where um, that reference applies to me. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Because yeah. my mom could have called my dad her baby daddy. If she wanted. <laughs> it would have applied. R.I.P. Dad. R.I.P. Dad. I feel like that was so casual. But you know what? So That's casual. good because it's like he's still here, right? It's like we're just joking. He tried. Him. He tried. He tried very hard not to be. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that on another episode because it's like more of a serious topic. <gasps> oh, you certainly made it unserious just then. Holy fuck, that was great. I meant no, oh. like not to be a baby daddy is what I was saying. I thought you were talking about. I know. I realized what you. Yeah. <laughs> 
No. Oh shit. No. That was That would be that would be grossly inappropriate. Very. That would be cancel worthy. No. I think. I would cancel myself. Just like super duper hilarious, but yeah. I meant really Okay, let me correct my sentence. He tried very hard not to be a baby daddy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. I think that really circles back Thanks to Thanks for letting me finish my thought. <laughs> I immediately I, I burst into a fit of Bert Kreischer and uh Immediately yeah, no. Yeah. Immediately no. I was like, yeah. stop, 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 stop it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think like, you know, one of the struggles of having kids and being a parent is all the competing priorities and you never having enough time uh, or energy or or the will to give all of these priorities everything that they need so sometimes you make decisions and you wonder mostly at the end of the day if you're being a good husband or wife or a good mother or father or good partner or spouse or whatever it is you are Um, but I think at the end of the day if you can just be comfortable it's not to suggest that not doing the right things is okay but it's to say that if you put in the right effort to what needed that effort at the time um, Mm. means you did well and sometimes so like for your dad for example like i know uh he was he was really on the upslope there yeah and uh and that's what matters the most right like he put in an honest effort um to be a good father and that's yeah. and that's how you remember him by and i think that's more important than anything else we don't always do well we all struggle um but you're not defined by your yeah. failures you're just you're you're defined by your willingness to overcome them mhm yeah, I feel like uh, he definitely showed the effort in um, overcoming a lot of his own personal struggles. It's funny, I recorded an episode for, for my own podcast today, and that's like a lot of what I talked about. Okay. Um, yeah, so if you want to hear more... No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't matter. But yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, and on that lovely note... That bombshell... Is that copyrighted? Are we allowed to say that? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Come after me, BBC. Don't come for us. We could use the yeah, media attention. Blow, Huge. Yeah. Blow this bitch up. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. All right. I'll talk to you uh, next time. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>